Shit Bad Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we hear fatherhood experiences through the eyes of average Aussie blokes. I'm Cam, husband of four years, father to a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I hope to one day eventually shower by myself again. And I'm Nick, married father of three kids, age two, four, and six. One-on-one, they're all fine, but all together, they're little pricks. (laughs) (laughs) Now, last episode, we spoke to Mark, father of three and our own fit stopper popper. He taught us about community and a positive mindset for fatherhood. Uh, so if you haven't heard that one, go back and take a listen. Now, if you're enjoying the shit daddery, find the follow button and give it a bit of the old left, right, good night. Give it a whack. <laughs> Pow. We're always right open to feedback, suggestions and shit dad stories. So send your stories or jokes through to shitdadpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram messages at shitdadpod. Don't forget, we've teamed up with Smashing Fibers Apparel. And if you go on there online and buy heaps of stuff, like everything on there, they've got a great range of gear, good gym gear, good work gear, good round-the-house gear, good sexy time gear. (laughs) But, yeah, whatever you buy, you ship shit free at the checkout for free shipping. All right. Dad stuff quote of the week. What do you got, mate? I've got one that is just so relatable to every father, every parent really. So we've got a few mamas that listen to this pod as well. But it's all fun and games until Netflix remove the only movie your kids shut up to watch. Am I right? Yeah. Moana. Fuck them. <laughs> Moana. Moana? Oh, filthy. I'm sort of glad we bought Disney. So we went to Netflix and then when they started rotating everything, we realised and we thought, nah, okay, 10 bucks a month for Disney is worth every sent we uh, as I mentioned a few times in the past we're, we're in the thick of that Disney princess phase and part of me enjoyed it to begin with because I get a bit of nostalgia for you watching it with my sister has your girl dressed you up yet or tried tried we're, we're, we're dressing up the youngest boy oh yeah and nice I'm, you yeah. just pass on the buck there <laughs> the life doll <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so this episode is called Carpe Diem Dad and we're going to be talking to Scott, husband and father of two to a five-year-old and an eight-month-old. Now he met Nick through his local community group and their kids go to school together uh, and I've heard that you guys live pretty close together. So, Like so close that we should be almost catching up weekly but we've yet to catch up once. It's, it's more on the walk around the, yeah, yeah. the, the block. <laughs> Yelling the across wave. the road, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So tell us a bit about yourself, Scott. Uh, yeah, so father of two, um, married nine years tomorrow. Wow. So Ooh. hit that one tomorrow. Got something planned? Yeah, the eldest is going to Osh, so she's gone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little trick and tip for you. <laughs> <laughs> Still got the young one, though. Oh, that's a shame. There's naps. <laughs> But yeah, no, um, so nine years, there's even a bit of tight ass dad there. Um, got married on a Sunday. Um, cheaper than doing it on the Saturday with the minimum spend. <laughs> Love it. Um, but HPE teacher, 
doing that for 14 years or so. Um, sporting tragic. Love my rugby, league or union, um, but would literally watch marbles if I had to. Um, but other Sports. That, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me anything, I'll sit down and watch it. Um, but, yeah, pretty much dad life. Right in, right in the thick of it. And then, yeah, and jump back in with the little one, yeah. Nice, yeah. Well, looking forward to getting into that in a sec. But before we do, should we get to beer of the week? I reckon so, yeah. What do you got, Scotty? Well, I've got my own personal one because I have to and chose to stop drinking about five months ago. So I've actually brought in, it's uh, James Squire, zero alcohol. So I've struggled to find a beer that I can still drink that is no alcohol, but because I love beer in general. Don't we all? Moment, but but no, um, this one I've actually quite quite liked and actually hits the mark to even to the point that I can actually enjoy it even after mowing my lawn. Oh, oh wow! So, James Squire, zero alcohol free. Get around it! Wow. Hell yeah! Have to give it a go. I've actually bought one as well today, Cam, because I not that I don't trust Scott. I just usually <laughs> every time I get paid, I'll I'll get a carton yeah. just for the fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> And I've gone with Crony because it's perfectly balanced with true Aussie flavour. Crony ales are brewed to enjoy with those mates who stand by you through thick and thin. And I thought it was quite relatable nice. for this podcast. Yeah. Good name. Mm, I like it. Now, I've, I've thought I'd like to bring something in this week, Cam. I, I know in the last couple of weeks we've been doing the bad dad vice. Yeah. I want to keep that because it's going really well. And I've, I've learned a lot of things <laughs> from the boys and people who have messaged in. But today I want to do something a little bit different. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck yeah. this shit, I'm out. Okay. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, <laughs> but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right, so. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> on on the back of that this segment is called fuck this shit i'm out okay um it's basically for the bloke or sorry the parent the parent who comes home walk through the door something happens or they see something and they just straight away just close their eyes and go fuck this shit i'm out what do you got cam uh last night my my daughter woke up and she's been really good lately. She's been sleeping through and, you know, having no issues. It's been not too bad um, the last few weeks. But last night she woke up and did one of the old, uh, I'm not tired, I'm sitting up. <laughs> to fuck you aren't. <laughs> yeah. Tried to cut for about a minute and I just said, fuck this, I'm out. And I went to the wife. I'm like, you're up. And I said, <laughs> I said, I said to her, um, to my daughter. Do you want mummy? She goes, yeah. And my wife goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so you both said, fuck this yeah. shit. I'm <laughs> what do you got, Scott? Um, I haven't had too many lately, but it's probably more so to deal with the fact that I grew up with two brothers. So having a girl was totally new to me and everything about the growing with her and as a five-year-old. The other day, I literally walked into the lounge room and there's my five-year-old daughter in a Hawaiian outfit. So it's a hula skirt. <laughs> And it's literally like hula boob tube, <laughs> no shirt underneath because it's a bra dad. Oh no! 
swaying her hips and strutting her stuff. And I looked at my wife, who thinks it's the best thing ever. Oh, and as a father, a diva. I just looked at her and went, fuck it, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going. <laughs> this is above my pay grade. <laughs> and got out of there quicker than I could. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, straight in. Nope. Bye. <laughs> Love it. I, uh, this happened to me just this morning. Got off a night shift and bless my wife. She does a cracking job at keeping the place livable when, uh, when I'm at work. But she actually had her own fuck this shit, I'm out. Um, because when I walked in the door this morning at 7.30 in the morning, it was like a fucking bomb had struck. It was the kids had trashed the joint mm. and she's just sitting there with her head in her hands <laughs> and I've walked in and gone, oh, it's like just the exhale and you're just like, nah, one of us, let's just, someone's got a lift here. <laughs> someone's got to come through with the goods. So dad voice came out. Oh, oh. Sound like Hitler. <laughs> Did it work though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah they, they started packing up. They I weren't very happy. Understand man. the words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just throw it out there. So yeah. Very nice. All right, now let's get into our our discussion for the week. So um, yeah, as as mentioned, we've got we've got uh, Scott on today. He's got a really interesting story, and we wanted to um, kind of delve into that and uh, you know ask a bit about your your journey and how you've gotten to today. So thanks for coming in uh, first and foremost. And um, I think we want to start perhaps with your pregnancy and, and birth experience of your first child. Um, you know, take take us back to kind of how that came about, and then um, you know your 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 experience that with your wife. Yeah. So um, the whole falling pregnant part wasn't really a major issue for us kind of happened pretty quickly so we were fortunate with that but um it was probably more so the pregnancy itself the time with it my wife has a blood condition which she's more prone to clotting so that meant for her she um all the pregnancy she had to um have a needle every night which i gave to her wow. which was some people would say you get to literally stab your wife <laughs> if, if she pissed me off then <laughs> it will take a little um, bit longer to find that vein <laughs> didn't have to find the vein at least but um, she actually has a needle phobia yes. oh, so no. every night was a battle for her and that made it real real interesting for those eight nine months of that Yeah. Um, but otherwise most of it was all all else was as should be um, just obviously she got monitored a lot more and things like that that happened but it was a planned cesarean mm-hmm. so with our first one um, it was quite a bit of a funny one with it that um so you're booked in for your cesarean ready to go about five days before i think it was about 3 a.m my wife woke up things were a bit interesting she went oh, i'm all good i'm going back to bed I'm like, okay okay i went back to sleep 6 a.m i got up and i was going to go for a park run mm-hmm. and she goes i think my water's broke last night oh and i went really and what'd you do she goes oh, i went back to bed i didn't <laughs> I, I went to the bathroom i thought i was okay so i went back to bed i went have they broken she goes i don't know and we didn't have a clue yeah um, so I go, do you want to go to the hospital? Do you want to call a doctor? Do you want to, what do you want to do? She goes, oh, no, go for your run. I'll call you if you if I, if I need you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I literally went to my park run, caught up with mates, got home, 8 a.m., walked in. She's having a shower. And she, I go, what is, what's the plan? She goes, oh, I'm going to have a shower. Just got to do my hair, makeup, and then we're going to go to the hospital. <laughs> I went, so what do you mean? She goes, I'm pretty sure they broke, but I'll just get ready first. <laughs> and then we'll go in. So literally, I started to get our hospital bag and everything together, got sorted. She did everything she needed to do in getting ready. And we went on in. And they got us and went, no, nah, no, nah, because Cesarean was booked early. No, nah. doctor came in, had a check and went, no, nah, yeah, your waters are broke. 
So we went straight in. We're we literally in the room for the cesarean still because needed to within five minutes yeah. of walking in. Wow. Um, so that was that part, which is all good. Um, daughter came. She was all great. Held her up, the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Had our little moment together. I went and cut the cord and they took me outside. Um, and that's where it got a bit interesting. So I was outside and doing the whole weighing and stuff and whatnot as your dad and you're holding your firstborn and I was kind of thinking, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> the nurse walks off, so I'm literally sitting on a chair on my own doing just... How, how do I hold it? <laughs> I was like, cool, she's not doing anything. <laughs> is, is this normal? <laughs> what um, but in that time, and I was unaware at the time, my wife started losing a lot of blood and they kept her in and they had to sort out whatever was causing it and the issues that were going on with her. Um, to the point that when we finally got in to see her, so my daughter and I, they took us into the um, waiting room outside the surgery part, surgical area, and um, my wife was still as much as not finished. She was out of it. She was still hazy. They were still there, three nurses around her, heart rate, blood pressure, monitoring her, um, and she was barely able to talk just because she was that gone, drowsy. Um, and they can't say exactly what they say. It is common, but... Um, to the point that they were quite concerned and we stayed up there for a, a fair bit of time and mm. even to then we'd kind of settled on it, the name being Delilah but even then they said oh the nurse is asking me what what's her name and I went I don't know <laughs> because I need my wife to say yes that's definitely the name <laughs> we're picking I'm going to check with the bulbs <laughs> yeah. so and she's not really with it right now <laughs> who knows what the name could be <laughs> if we went with whatever came out <laughs> um, but yeah that was pretty scary in terms of um even just sitting there when I was with my wife and she was that groggy and that out of it and they were still nursed around with the blood pressure and the heart rate and it was dropping real rapidly and then going back up and things like that. So that was a bit scary slash kind of like, well, shit, what do I do? Mm. Because I was still, I was sitting there holding, holding a newborn going, what's my job? I don't have milk. Yeah, ex- no, and that was it. They, then they even tried to put my daughter on and my wife could barely hold her and the mm. nurses were holding my daughter trying to get her to feed to see just and get things like that and yeah so i just kind of sat there and was a dad doing nothing as normal yeah yeah <laughs> business <laughs> as usual but yeah <laughs> feeling a bit helpless yeah. yeah and that was it but and, and a bit a bit scary because to see my wife like that was pretty full-on yeah to be honest and then obviously with that she came they did manage to sort it out and whatever it was all good we got moved to our room and it still took her a couple of hours till she was with it and fully functioning in terms of understanding and looking at everything and knowing what's going on then to be able to be as a family then yeah right tough for her to miss out i guess on those early moments as well you know usually quite that's quite a unique time yeah and that, we got the part where we got to hold her straight away but then after that yeah instead of you know oh we're going to feed now and this mm. or that and go down to your room and have your own private area we were still up in surgery and around everyone and people rushing around looking at things monitoring machines and whatnot so it was definitely a, a different first experience or yeah newborn time mm. you said you you had to stay a little while in hospital so yeah so because the cesarean i think we we're there for at least five nights yeah and um so and that was just all about matter of making sure she was able to recover she was all good to be out up and moving after the cesarean and whatnot and be able to actually go home yeah yeah um that was all pretty straightforward, pretty normal for us while we were in hospital. Um, and that was all good. And so then we went home. Was at home for about two days. And um, my wife went 
and we kind of had like that day or so where we felt we were all good. We got to be at home, being a family. And then my wife was like, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was also your face going, I tried to do it quiet. <laughs> um, and my wife's just like, no, I don't feel right. Something's not right. And then all of a sudden, one morning she woke up and it would have been, my daughter been maybe a week old mm-hmm. and she just started losing blood again. Yeah, right. Um, so we rushed back into hospital. Um, they got her in there, checked her out, and um, she had had a postpartum hemorrhage. And once they investigated, they actually found out that they'd actually left some of the placenta inside. Oh, crazy. That's a fuck up. <laughs> Just a small one. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly you would not plan, like you can't expect at all. It's just like random. No. And supposedly it's not that uncommon at times. Right. But. Crikey. So so that resulted in another operation for my wife and where they had to go in and make sure everything was cleaned out and everything was all good and everything was back to normal. And that was a whole nother, (laughs) another fun story. Part of it was, um, so we went back into hospital. We're back up in um, the birthing area. So there was newborns all around and whatnot. So my daughter was about, yeah, a week old and we were in there in the morning. They took my wife off 9, 10 a.m. I got left with a um, bottle of breast milk and whatnot and said, here you go, enjoy for the day, put her to sleep when you need to and feed her. And so I literally just sat in a hospital room watching TV and holding my daughter and putting her, like literally as a newborn does, awake for a little bit, back mm-hmm. to sleep, have a feed, back to sleep. Um, time ticked on, kind of went, oh, yeah. They're still not back yet. Okay, haven't heard anything. And so by now it actually got to around 3, 4 p.m. And she went in at like 9. And I went and saw the nurses and said, Did something going on? Oh, we'll find out. We'll call down. Came back. Oh, no, we haven't heard anything yet. Okay, is this normal? Oh, it'll be all right. They would have called if something's all wrong or if whatnot. I think my wife came back to the ward and back to the room. It would have been 6, 7 p.m. Wow. Wow. That's the whole day, yeah? Just At waiting. Whole day. And it was literally for a procedure that is probably about an hour. Uh, that that just stinks of the doctor's version of a um, a bond cleaner. <laughs> it's taken way longer than they have to. <laughs> um, so when my wife actually came back, she was quite, she was good. Um, but she goes, has no one told you? I went, told me what? I'm literally holding, and oh, in that time, my daughter decided to do her per- first power vomit. Oh, nice. So I was actually in a jumper because that's all I had because my shirt was totally destroyed oh. <laughs> and covered. So I was sweating in a jumper going, this is great. <laughs> got no other clothes. We're only meant to be here a couple of hours. Um, and she goes, I'm like, what's going on? She goes, oh, well, surgery went fine. But when I came to the um, recovery room, um, a nurse was talking to me and I was feeling all good. Um and then she goes, all of a sudden, I leant back and I started to feel myself unable to breathe. I would stop breathing and my eyes started to close and I had no idea and I couldn't gasp for breath. And she said, I just started grabbing on for things and whatnot. And then that's the last thing she remembers. Oh. And what it was that they'd given her a drug to help her come out of surgery and she had a, like, basically, I'm trying to, it's, it's like an anaphylactic, but there's another word for it, where basically she started to stop breathing. And almost, and again, so that's why. And it's probably a good thing I didn't know at the time because, like, I looked back at it after that and I went, well, this shit, what was I meant to do? Yeah. I had a seven-day-old daughter who was, it was my first, so I had no idea. And my wife, for the second time in a week, almost, so to speak, passed away almost. Yeah. Gee, <laughs> I was just like, I could have been a single dad within a week. Yeah. Almost twice. With a brand-new baby. With a brand-new baby. And, and that was all on the fact of 
one was the drug, but the second one was just literally pregnancy that could have caused it and unknown yeah. or anything that could have stopped it. Were you upset or angry at the doctors for not telling you? Or I, I was angry at the time, but I kind of think my relief took over. When yeah. I heard what had happened, I was more like focused on how my wife was and going like her, her state and how she was and that my daughter was okay and able to feed then and whatnot. Mm. And so, because, yeah, we, I think I only had a bottle, maybe two. So, because we didn't plan for that long a time. So it was more, I was angry, but the the relief and the care for her and my daughter took over. Yes. Probably more so as a priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Distraction there. Yeah. yeah. It's almost better that you didn't know. I, 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 because, yeah. you'd, like, imagine your angst for the next five, six hours, not knowing what is happening, if she's alive or dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And so how did that then set you guys up for the next few weeks? Were you, were you a bit on edge, that whole, you know? Oh, we definitely. Went home? We went home and I think we were home within the next day. Um, and it was more so then like instead of, hey, let's go for a walk or be out and enjoy ourselves mm. as, as you can, um, it was more like let's not do too much, let's not do this, let's make sure you're okay, you're rested, the recovery, all those kind of things because – didn't want to risk or run in the chance of what if what scotty if. did you like you know we talked about a few times now like that initial when you first have a, a new baby and you check on them like 50 times a night to see if they're still breathing were you doing the same with your wife kind of <laughs> oh, i can't imagine not um but I'd, I'd say she, she was almost like the even more so than me with the poke of the baby so she, uh. checking on her was easy because if i just had if I was awake, I'd just check because she was probably awake poking the baby. Just give her a kick. <laughs> she, she, she was the wife, the, not the baby. She was already checking. Like, I've heard, like, we had the pads, the sensors. Oh, yeah. oh you did, yeah. Yeah, they got removed pretty quickly when they just <laughs> rolled, rolled 30 centimetres off and it went off in the middle of the night. That first panic. And yeah. you get there and you go, oh, they're just to the side. It doesn't even cover it. <laughs> oh. There you go, lads. Don't buy them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, I'd check on her and, like, that's the thing, like, a lot of times she'd be, not that she'd ignore it, but she's like, no, I'm okay. But, you know, I'd like, are you really? Because a week ago, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, and even and even that post recovery for the cesarean, you know, mm. takes months, doesn't it? So yeah, pretty it would have been pretty hands on that whole time. Well, yeah, and luckily, both my kids have been born um, in January, so school holidays, oh, and yeah. then another two weeks in the first two weeks of school off being a teacher. So I was home for pretty much the first five to six weeks of both my kids, which made it a lot easier and that's what I, I don't know how people do it when it's only like a week after and they're back at work mm. and the mum is literally here you go you're seven days after birth even yeah, natural birth and yeah, yeah. go for it and partner's got to go to work and be back at five six whatever who knows like full credit to them because we didn't have to do that thankfully but yeah which meant I could be hands-on I could be doing drive a around and, I could yeah. be driving even like I could be doing the stuff for baby with in terms of changing moving bathing all that yeah. kind of stuff where my wife didn't have to move as much and get up and down constantly if she like if she woke up i'll go get her from the cot you you sit down yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you've had surgery you've had this yeah i'll go get her surprised you weren't putting her in a wheelchair just wheeling around <laughs> everywhere <laughs> could have been how do yeah. you look after your own sanity like sounds like you were just on edge the whole time you did you do anything to sort your own like mental health out oh uh, Probably didn't do enough. Probably could have done more. Um, but I think probably more so the fact that you kind of like, again, that um, fright or flight and you kind of go, yeah. well, it's just got to get done. Yeah. Otherwise, 
there's a newborn in trouble yeah. and a wife who's in trouble. Do what you got to do, otherwise. So you stood up and just got it done until just, you. You get it done until you have to, and yeah. it never it never hurts. You know, you may not chat to mates or whatnot about exactly what's happened, but just those times out chatting about shit and nothing, and yeah. just that break, just that general that helps, and that's always a positive where you can just switch off. Yeah. Did you get into the old PlayStation? Crack oh, into that bad boy. Oh, especially when you know there's like, oh, they're up at two a.m. Okay, and five a.m. <laughs> I've never watched so much Premier League football. <laughs> yes, and, <laughs> we're talking and, about that. And English rugby union, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're awake. Oh, actually, there's a game on. <laughs> oh, well, I might as well watch it. I'll take this one, love. Like, yeah, well, the first half, I might as well. Yeah, spot on. So one time, the time difference is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not actually trying to find something to put on, or at least keep yourself awake. Yeah. yeah. One time you don't have to wait up till one thirty to watch a game. Yeah, I love it. Well, yes, that's an interesting, and that's just you know the first bit of your story. So um, you've obviously mentioned you've got an eight eight month old son as well. Yep. Um, so my first question was how does how did your experience with baby number one shape your approach to the second one? Um. So I'll be honest, we we're a lot more prepared, mm-hmm. um, especially knowing about like the needles and things and the blood clotting that my wife knew how to deal with like we figured out ways to make it hurt less spots to put it to do it mm-hmm. how to do it ice packs after or before oh, right. to numb yeah, it yeah. things like that there's little tricks and things um and so like that we we're more prepared and just not that part but a lot of it where we we're like okay we knew that this happened or this was the way of doing it or this was the easiest way and just those kind of things just made it so much easier in terms of we knew what we we're in for mm-hmm. so to speak it also helped our daughter was by then I think she was four, mm-hmm. so a lot more independent. Whereas so like when my wife especially got later in the pregnancy, it wasn't all like we were still chasing her around. It was go get dressed, go yeah. sort sort yourself out. Yeah, <laughs> was she good with that? A little one? Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, she's very miss independent and the one time when them being stubborn and independent <laughs> was actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> encourage that. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's really stubborn and independent, but at the wrong times, like in the no, sorry, at bedtime when I'm like, "Oh, go get your jammies on," she'll come out with like a full like tracksuit, bluey tracksuit, like middle of summer. Yeah, normal day clothes, <laughs> middle of summer. She's in a bluey tracksuit, and you try and take it away, and she's like, "No, no, bluey!" I'm like, "Fuck!" Yes, that's that's uh, like a fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, oh, we've got the one where we've got like house clothes. Oh yeah, and good clothes and stuff and whatnot. And my wife's really good with all that. And yet my daughter was like, no, I don't want it from the house clothes drawer. I want to look like a princess dad. And I was like, oh, well, I want to look beautiful. I was like, really? You look beautiful, beautiful anyway. You always do. <laughs> no, that drawer's house clothes. Shut up, dad. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a bit of a gap there between the kids. Can you tell everyone about, about that as well? Yeah, so um, we'd always planned for a bit of a gap in general. But um, we were looking to say like where my daughter was about four, we would want to have it our second mm-hmm. um, just because it would have allowed for um, my wife. We actually kind of went, well, if you're at home with the newborn, daughter's last week, year of kin- last year before prep, you get, you know, she's home, well, she's only going three days a week. You'd be home for two days with her, spend time with her. So you get a bit of the newborn and time with our daughter. Mm. Um, but sadly, my wife was um, diagnosed with thyroid, thyroid cancer which um, that whole situation put everything back for us. Yeah. So um, that was actually related to the pregnancy in terms of our diagnosis, actually. Um, 
she wasn't feeling great, had a few different things go on just symptoms wise, but nothing untoward that made us think, oh my God, there's got to be something terrible with you. It was more like, oh, there's something not right. And so she went and got checked out for different things and they came back. She had an ultrasound for something and I can't remember exactly what it was, but they said, oh, yeah. And the report came back from the pathologist, not from the doctor. And they said, yeah, everything's good here, but the nodule on your thyroid has grown three times the size in 18 months. And the doctor said, oh, there's this. And we went, what nodule? And they had to go back. And it was when she was pregnant with Delilah that they realised um, they thought she might have had a thyroid concern. And they scanned it and it came back there was supposedly a small nodule. But we were never told. It was never something to be concerned about. Mm. Um, and it was only because the pathologist, when they keep the records, when they did the next scan, that measurement came up. And they said, well, this one's now grown. And we went, well, what the hell is that? And so, yeah, so then she had to go through a bunch of tests and... Um, she was diagnosed with yeah thyroid cancer shit so what did you um obviously you, you put the next bub on hold to kind of deal with that what was what was that like while trying to manage a four-year-old as well oh uh, it was definitely it's it was with the four-year-old especially how much do you tell them mm. how much do they understand how much are they going to comprehend or how much are they just going to freak out because if you tell them too much they go to the 10th degree and think okay yep someone's dying or whatnot yeah. and things like that and um they're not stupid though no that's the thing you can't you can't hide it from them mum's going for a lot of tests mum's going to hospitals mum then like eventually it was surgery so like you couldn't it was nothing you could we so we told her the parts we thought she needed to know we explained that we told her it was cancer we told her what it does and why they need to cut it out and things like that um and we told her like didn't give her the odds or anything but told her how like oh no it's meant to be good mum mum should be right once we come home and we'll do this and that and things like that um but yeah she wasn't stupid there was definitely times when you could tell she was a bit flat or down and it was because of what was happening or she was seeing mum come home and mum was sad mum was crying why is mum crying things like that which again you're not going to hide from them but you explain what you need to and what you can within the realms of a four-year-old mind of what they can understand Mm. and put in their kind of terminology to some degree because I'll be honest, I don't understand half of it either that comes from the doctors, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you then, did you have to pivot to be kind of like the main the main parent that was, you know, there, yeah, so, there all um, the time? So the good thing about it, like, well, not the good thing about it, but, um, and this is the thing I probably, I probably hated the most is it's, if you, as you do, you Google everything. Oh. Um, but like, it's, cl- it's called the good cancer. Yeah. Because yeah, it's right. such a, it's a low percentage that is fatal and whatnot and things like that and it is easier to surgically remove and whatnot and function without and stuff like that but um it was still still pretty scary and to think like i'll be honest like it's do do, do either of you guys remember when you got told you're going to be a dad like where you were or what um, roughly, I think I was in my yeah. room. I was sitting yeah. on the bed. I was glad I was sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the I thing. Like some people talk center. about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> See, some people talk about that, and I'm like, I actually can't remember when I. But, but I can remember the day, the time, and exactly when my wife called me and said, "Hey, come home." I was on the way home already, but um, it's cancer. Oh shit! And like I remember, I was about 20 minutes from home, and I went, "Okay," hung up, and then I had a 20 minute drive of just. Worst shit. case scenario. What, what, yeah. what, and yeah, that's the thing. And so that was pretty full on to deal with and go through and think about because 
for that 20 minutes, that's where I had no information, no nothing, but I was just like, shit. So, Scott, how do you deal with that information? Obviously, you're saying it's, you had a 20-minute drive of, oh, shit, what, is it, what am I going to do? But initially, for, for other dads listening who could possibly get that, that sort of news in the, one day in the future, well, how do you deal with that? Like after you've had a, a, a twenty minute car ride to uh, <laughs> to process, yeah. the, well, the twenty and that's the thing I had. To, I had thought a lot about in terms of well, I don't know everything yet, and knowing my wife, I'm like, she's going to freak. Mm. Natural, give every given right to also because it's happening to her, mm. not me. Yeah, but I kind of went in the mindset of I've just got to go in here and find out as much information as I can, so then I can help her reassure her reassure but help her so she doesn't have to try and sift through it all and try and understand it all as much because she's already going to be thinking what's happening to her because it's inside of her and so it was more so all right so i went in with tell me everything that you want to tell me that you can because i also went with the fact she probably doesn't remember half of what the doctor actually said after the c word Yeah, yeah absolutely and um and then from that i was going okay so this means when's what's the next appointment what's the next step so then I could be, all right, this is what we'll do. This is where we're at and this is what I can do and you just need to do this, which is predominantly for her was I was just like, you just need to be happy and look after yourself in terms of how you're feeling. Yeah. And pretty hard to say be happy, but... Yeah, you, it, you stood up and you said, no, nah, we, we're going to yeah. tackle this. We're yeah, good. we'll sort it out. And, and like I can say that, but she had to do it all. So yeah, of course. Credit oh. to her, but yeah. like it was that whole mindset of, well... I'll do everything here in terms of managing what I can so you don't have to worry about that because you're already concerned yourself with more than enough right now. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that she um, had to isolate a bit by herself and, you know, with the radiation. So, yeah, so um, so the first one, she went in for um, surgery and that was to remove half the thyroid. Um, so she did that and um, that, was, that was done in a couple of hours. She was in hospital, I think, for maybe a night, max two nights, and came home. Um, within two days, we had a phone call from the um, her doctor to say, no, the we checked it out, the part they, they cut out, and the walls are broken, so it's spreading. So um, come back in and we're removing the whole thyroid. So um, within five days, she had two operations of the same, or to remove half, then remove the other half. Mm. Um, so that was back in hospital again for a couple of nights, um, do the whole surgery all over again. And for the thyroid, it's literally like a cut across the middle of your neck, which so it for for her like drinking after food after things like that, um, to have it twice in a week. Yeah. Even though they use the same scar line, the rest of it is definitely took took a toll in terms of just her not just mentally but physically having to get over two surgeries in that time, um, and also for us for like me and Delilah we were dealing like a, she still had. Um, childcare and things like that because um, we try to keep things as normal as possible mm. for her she still knew mum was going into hospital and things like that but we figured if she's going to sit at home she's not going to do anything she's going to ask questions where she goes to kindy she's playing with her friends she knows what's going on but she has that distraction and enjoys herself so with that distraction did, were you doing stuff as much as you could on the weekends like you were yeah. obviously visiting mum and looking after mum but were you doing things to keep Delilah's mind off oh, what was going on yeah absolutely um, that probably came in then, so it would have been a couple of months later, they follow up and they do the test, the blood test to see how your levels are at and whatnot for the cancer and that. Um, and they said they got it all. They were happy with it. Um, 
but the levels were still high enough they wanted to give a radiation to kill off anything else that was left so that was um we wanted to avoid it but couldn't so that was it um so beck went in again to um hospital and she had um radiation which literally a bit weird because they go into a room where the nurses monitor through them a camera a ctv camera because they're not allowed in there <laughs> once they have the radiation because wow. it seeps out of their body mm. so then they can't be exposed to it themselves so she went in and again so she's isolated on her own and um they bring in this container that's like a lead container and deal with tongs and it's this little tablet it's like taking an aspirin and that was just that was radiation wow. um so she had that and she was in hospital for a couple of days with that again in that room which is like so like when they brought in her food that beep in and she'd have to go stand in the corner of the room so they could open the door move the tray and then close the door because they just had to keep her as far away from anybody as possible because basically through sweating out pores and whatnot all that kind of stuff that's how radiation comes back out of your body. Radioactive man. <laughs> oh, there was a number of jokes that I had. <laughs> things, but there was just trying to keep it lighthearted, you know. Oh, definitely time keep it happy. Um, that's I, I, I've still made comments now afterwards. Mm. I've waited a number of years though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Where I'm just waiting for her superhero powers to come. Oh. Out. <laughs> yes, super mom. <laughs> She, she would have felt like a prisoner, like, in a, in a, in a sure. way. Yeah, and so, like, and it's a bit weird because, like, there's a number of rooms, she said, that, like, so everyone's in different rooms next door to each other and mm. things like that, but all can't talk, can't be around, can't see other people or whatnot. So definitely you're surrounded by people doing all the same thing and going through the exact same thing as you, but you can have no contact whatsoever. And so, yeah. Wow. Um, big one from that, though, when she came home because she's still radioactive so to speak <laughs> easiest way to put it green yeah. <laughs> didn't look like the Mr Burns coming, no. <laughs> coming out of the forest um, but so um, she actually didn't come to stay at home because um, the exposure to children's even worse so um, because of Delilah um, she went and stayed at her parents house and even then she had her own room own cutlery that we wow. binned after um, things like that she could be around her parents because being older but still only for an hour or so and then other and so wouldn't risk it so she was literally at her parents for a whole nother week and had to do that every day how it was so it's still very limited contact and she didn't see um delilah at all in person or myself for a, for that week wow. plus the hospital time um and so that week seven plus days was me and delilah so at that stage she was at um childcare still yeah um, and I was at work, but um, it was literally like afternoons. What can we do? Yeah, to make things fun and take away that distraction of where's mum? Mm. Pizza for dinner. <laughs> yeah. You want ice cream? <laughs> well, if you ask mum, there was planned meals every night. Yeah, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were, and planned. they were super nutritious. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but like, um, so that was tough on me, but also mm. I'd say probably more so on my wife. Um, because she was the one totally out of it. Like, it was really cool how she handled it, though. I'll give her credit for that. was, um, like, going into surgery, unsure of what would come out of it, and especially with thyroid because it's your voice. So she actually had this bear made that you can record a voice into. Wow. So she did that with her voice talking to Delilah, and it, that kind of made me think, shit, this is a bit real. Yeah. Because even though she said, look, it may not happen, she goes, what if it does? Mm. I don't want it to be the last thing she ever hears from me or what was the company you did that 
I think just like one of those build a bear things. Oh, okay. You can put a recorder into yeah. a battery recorder inside that. Yeah, wow. Great idea. You can make any sound you want in it. But yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it can be a bit freaky though. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> because like even now if my if it's if my daughter takes it to bed and she rolls over, all of a sudden you hear this voice from the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's my wife's room. voice. Because <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> And then um, give the missus a kick. <laughs> Wake up! You hear that? <laughs> Who's this other woman? <laughs> um, and then when she did the radiation that whole week, um, she had actually planned a small gift each afternoon for Delilah. Oh. And like it was little, like one was a, a new a new bedtime book. That's nice. Yeah. So there was nothing, but there was always something from Mum that afternoon when she came home. Yeah. So there was at least something that she knew Mum had given her or left a note for her with something. And, like, some things were, like, some activities for outside, some game stuff. So we'd go play them straight away. So it kept that distraction but still had that connection, which was nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, you know, you've just said in the space of, you know, kind of four or so years, you've almost lost your wife three times essentially. <laughs> what kind of, like, what? how does that affect your outlook on life as a, as a family, for yourself, you know, for your, for your kids? Um, it, it was massive, um, especially, like, beforehand like that you, you just look at things and what you do in time and stuff like that and how you use your time and i don't want to be all like uh philosopher philosophizing about this and what no one's thinking that no ever but like <laughs> um especially my wife started it and it was just like um how we spend our time and what we prioritize massively and so our family time is huge for us yeah. so our weekends our afternoons our nights whatever is planned like we've got this calendar on our fridge and oh my God, <laughs> you have to book two months in advance. I think we can all relate to that, but, <laughs> but maybe not to your extent. Yeah. But like, and, and it's just like even to the point, like in our, our weekends, it won't be a matter of if something's on and it doesn't have to be huge things, but it can be as simple as, you know, going, going into the city and going out for lunch somewhere yeah. or go, literally packing up the food into a picnic basket and going somewhere and find a new playground. But it's how like just it's time together that's yeah. valued and it's not just... We're not just sitting at home, or if we are, we're doing things till. But it's not also one of us is out every week, or we're always alternating or splitting up. And between, it's always valued as what are we doing, where are we going, and putting that value on our family time and that yeah. time together. Did that strengthen when you had your second child? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially my my daughter, she's absolutely just um, infatuated with him and always wanted to be the mum. And is literally a third parent, which is really good at times. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of like, oi, can you just go sort him out? <laughs> we just go in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Look after him. <laughs> and she would say, "Yeah, no worries. See you later." Yeah. She wouldn't have an issue with it. But um, we won't wait up. So yeah, so to have that and see that connection with them building and that bond that goes with them is like is brilliant, and I absolutely love it. It's cool just to sit back and watch. Um, but also then, like, it's just to have the four of us then, and it's also after everything we got to have our second mm. so to have him it's like cool this is how good is this it's what we had planned for and wanted and now we actually have him and now we can actually go keep doing those things and sharing those moments and those things with him now yeah because you could have just called it and said no nah, no nah, we'll just just keep what we've got just just keep the one child and- well that's radiation there's a there's no guarantee but they say like at least six months after to wait for pregnancy in case of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even after that, they said it was like, oh, well, there's still chances. And so we just kind of had to go still. Well, we had that chat and went, well, no, we still want to see and we want a second child. So, and obviously nothing 
untoward came unless he comes out with super strength or something later on or something <laughs> else coming up. But we'll see what happens. It's the one bright side <laughs> to having radiation. <laughs> <laughs> how do you um, – so moving toward, more towards your home life now, how do you cope at home when your cup gets full? Um, when it all gets too much? For me, um, my one, my big thing is just that downtime with sport yeah because i switch off would you say that's your escape yeah absolutely and the other one would be it comes and goes depending on lifestyle it doesn't always <laughs> keep going with but um running oh yeah I, i'll go for a 5k run no dramas and that gives me you know 25 minutes half an hour where it's just i'll listen to something music podcast whatever it might be and that time is just me nice and so like i got to the point that couldn't really do it early in the morning as much anymore because kids will just wake up whenever I... I tried to do it with my daughter when she was young, thinking, you know, you get out of the house before they wake. Yeah. As soon as a creak in the door or the creak down mm. the hallway, bang, wake up. Wake up yeah. I'm like, crap, now I can't go out. Do you know, I tried something with that because my kids are exactly the same. They'll wake up and then wife's not the biggest morning person ever. So as soon as she... As soon as the kids start carrying on because I've walked out the door, she's awake and everyone yeah. gets the shits. So I tried this thing where I walked out the back door and we've got a side gate, a new side gate where we've got like a key. So I've, I take the key on my car keys now and I walk out the side door and just sneak out the side <laughs> gate and then I go at that extra little step and our, our driveway is a little bit of a decline. So I'll just put, take the handbrake off and put it in neutral and roll it down the back of the driveway and then turn it back re- in the direction I'm ready to go and then I'll turn the ignition on and speed away real quick just <laughs> in the hope in the hope that the kids don't hear a car yep. and wake up. So I don't know if you go to that length, Scotty, but... Our side gate's got... we got two. Perfect. No, I've got to get through two. Oh, <laughs> a bit of WD-40 is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I've got some in my bag. you got some WD in your bag. <laughs> yep, yep. Just no, carry it. <laughs> you never know when you're gonna need to call up. Hey, that's right. No, we, we've um, we've got a like we live in an old Queenslander, and it's we've it's that creaky floorboard, creaky door. Even I got to the point where if I was trying to go out early in the morning, I had to make sure the night before I put the car out of the garage. Oh, didn't wake yeah. him up. Yeah. No matter what, though, I still wake him up. Yeah, yep. something always happens, doesn't it? So yeah, no, I've been going for a run. Like I'll go at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. Oh wow! And even then, like I've actually found it really good because cool it's a lot cooler a lot yeah. more comfortable and that half hour just it allows me to just literally stop thinking about whatever was stressing annoying me whatever it might be and just makes me feel i come back in going oh yeah cool i'm sweet now happy to go i'm happy to go yeah. how did you so that's how you look after your dad bod do you do anything else um or is running running the main thing it's probably the main thing i can fit in right now hey scotty before you go out on the beer well not so much beers but before you go out do you do it, any party push-ups? <laughs> Fix mate, those dad bod, mate, the dad mate, bod arms? Does it look like I do? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> For the chance. record, I just felt his biceps. <laughs> um, so tell us a bit more about why you, you, you said to me just just off the air, you uh, you gave up the beer recently. Um, so yeah. Actually, you said it on the air too. That's right. Non-alcoholic. Yeah. No, um, it would have been about six months ago now, but so it's five months that I haven't had a drink. Um, six months ago, my wife has nagged me for good, well, be married nine years, so probably 11 years, <laughs> um, that I snore, that I keep her awake um, to the point one point, I think for birthday, I did buy her earplugs. 
Nice. And she actually loved it. it was, <laughs> <laughs> she this went, is the best present you've ever given me. <laughs> um, that, 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 there were these ones with t- titanium steel inside. Jesus. Watch oh, out wow. all the noise. Wow. I'm like, there you go. No, no issue now. <laughs> Only the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, um, so I finally got and went and had, saw a doctor and they did a sleep study test and I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. So um, in that night, I was like a frigging robot plugged into all these bits and pieces where I had, I literally had like 40 wires connected around. I don't know how people sleep with it, but it's meant to be a sleep test. Either way, but, um, and I literally, I'll hit the pillow, I'll go to sleep, no dramas, 30 seconds, I'm out. My wife hates it. That's unreal. Um, I wake up in the morning, no issue. That's a uh, special skill, I reckon. <laughs> oh, I can. Takes me I, a good 40 minutes. Nah, <laughs> and I can do it anywhere. Do it anywhere. Unreal. That's your superpower. That's it. <laughs> um, but so then with the um, sleep study test, I got the results back and it showed that, um, on average, I stopped breathing for 10 seconds or more 36 times in an hour. That's unbelievable. And so, like, I was technically awake but not awake over, like, 400 times in a night. So you could wake up like you've had a great night's sleep, but real – oh, you could wake up – Thinking I had a great night's sleep. Thinking you'd had a great night's yep. sleep, but you'd actually had an absolute nightmare. Absolutely had, have had a nightmare for yeah. – Years supposedly, wow. and just used to it, so don't and know just, any different. Oh, that was my normal. Yeah. I didn't feel myself wake up, so I didn't think I was waking up. I thought I was sleeping fine. So um, had that. So now I sleep with one of those lovely machines. Oh yeah. So, well, that doesn't even make that sound. Oh really? They've got. I, that's what I thought. Like this is gonna be great. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna hate this more than the snoring. That's what I said. But no, um, barely makes a sound. And, oh, excellent. Um, and it got to the point now, like I. I and I get because it measures everything. Um, I first within three nights I woke up. At one point I woke up at three a.m. and got up to get ready for the day because right. I, I went I went and I had a look around. I'm like, it's still dark. What? And I, I, I felt like I'd had like a ten hour sleep. Wow. And I just went, maybe this wasn't such a bad idea. Man, I'm like, gonna try this. Out. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a sleep test. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I had that. Had a bit of surgery on my nose too. Um, and yeah, so and but the biggest thing with sleep apnea it's is looking a bit nicer shape and <laughs> yeah, yeah less glad, pointy. I'm and, glad you noticed. Yeah, nice. It um, really brings out the smile. <laughs> Stop um, <it>, you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the biggest thing for um, sleep apnea is they say um, body weight and alcohol. So I just went with the fact that well, if I'm going to stop drinking, I might as well just go cold turkey. Like, am I going to have one? And then call it, or I I can't have a drink after five pm because it's getting it's going to eventually get closer to night time and sleep time, and therefore I can't have it. Mm. So I just went, well, do you know what? It's easy just to go, don't have it, and I'll see where I end up. And so, been five months now since. But you love a beer, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> so it's. I'm glad you found one that you oh, actually. I can don't mind drink. this one. If anyone knows of some non-alcoholic beer that's quality well i don't mind the i, I tried because I, I did that dry july recently yeah. and i found out i was fanging for a beer at about three 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 quarters through and that heineken no the heineken zero oh, was, yeah, was like legit on. i thought it was real good but i haven't tried the squires yet so yeah so no um, heaps normal have you had that one no that's yeah can that's i actually steal one off your kind yeah. of thing oh, um, yes. i think it's like point I don't know, point two or three percent. One of those. It's still beer. Nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, it tastes really good. What is it called? Heaps normal. Heaps normal. Well, that, that's the other thing I found out because I had to frigging Google this too because I wouldn't even look for it. Anything that's under point oh five is actually classed as non-alcoholic because there's not enough in it. Oh wow! So thank you. Like some of them are called non-alcoholic beers, but there's like zero point yeah 
yeah. zero one or whatever in it, and it's actually got a smallest amount in it, but there's it's still classed as non-alcoholic. Yeah, right. That's drinkable. I actually like that. I don't mind. If and someone poured that feel like in a pub, would you know? Wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even notice. That's really good. My word. So, Scotty, what's um, so beer free? You go on for runs. What's your like the best version of yourself? Tell us what you physically and mentally are you are you there now, or what's your best version? Nah, I'm, I I I actually only just got started back running again in like literally the last couple of weeks. And before that, it would almost been 18 months since I'd done properly consistent running. What's your time at the moment? 5K hour? 5K hour, about 26 minutes. That's minutes. bloody impressive. <laughs> off a long time off. I don't think I even cracked that now. <laughs> nice. You, usually, though, with a park run, yeah. I, I take it's with a, the pram and another 18 kilos with my daughter. So nice. it's, never, it's never that quick. No, right. A bit of motivation around with the park run, though. Yeah. Keep yeah. around you, keep you going. Well, that's, I've always had a few mates in that, and it doesn't hurt to go for a coffee after and Oh, yeah. spot on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cut the cake out. You're sweet. That's good. <laughs> so the, the, best, the best version of yourself yeah. is just Scotty who's running sub-25s. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, just like for myself, it's it's just that prioritizing my time with family and friends. Yeah, because that's when I'm happiest. Being able to but, switch off as well. Haven't been able to switch off from work, from even even with the family stuff. Switching off from the family crap. Yeah, for all of us, where you can go. Well, we'll stop worrying about that. Yeah, whether it be from finances to yeah. the calendar on the fridge to the amount of shit that's coming up. Yeah. To just going, oh well, let's just go out somewhere. Let's go do something together yeah. and allowing that switch off. That's a that's a good one to take away from this because um, I don't think a lot of us do that often enough. But um, what's your what's your cheat meal? Oh, cheat meal, KFC. Oh, go on, oh. tell us it's a bargain bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone that far yet, <laughs> but you've got to get one of the bigger boxes and then you've got to add a dinner roll and the rest of it. <laughs> if it's a cheat meal, why not? You, got, you can't, <laughs> treat yourself. You, you can't. You can't just go. Oh, I'll get this and only have. You got to add more into the yeah, box. <laughs> but then get a Pepsi Max because sugar's the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And um, finally, mate, are you a seagull? You clean up the scraps after your kids have finished oh, food. Absolutely. That is the number one dad bod I actually, contributor. I told my wife a while ago. I go. The kids and her are the reason that I put on weight. Oh, spot on. Because she even she goes, Oh, they're not gonna finish here you go. Yeah. And hands it over. I'm like Okay. Do I have to <laughs> do I have to eat this? But I'm not gonna say no, but yeah. they promote it. That's they promote right. it. Dads don't like wasting food. No. Because especially the ones who cook the food, they're like, I spent too long cooking this food this to waste it. Shit. This yeah. is good shit. It's going in my gob. If it's going, it's, if it's going in the bin or my gob, it's going in my gob. We were on holidays recently, and we had these donuts that we just bought. Nothing special. I think they're literally Woolies donuts. They're for, they're for the daughter, oh. and literally, so she could. We'll get in the donut time ones and whatnot. Oh yeah, the good ones. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you get your donut. We've got ours. <laughs> but literally, it was like, and she said, "Oh, Dad, I'll share with you." I'm like, "Oh, thanks. No worries." Literally that night. Oh, I feel like something. Actually, I'm going to grab one of those donuts. <laughs> the next day, she goes to look in the fridge and she's looked at something and she's gone, one's missing. I went, yeah. She's done the stock take on you. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah. She goes, who ate it? I, went, oh, I did. That was the seagull. <laughs> I, I, I did. She goes, why? <laughs> I went, you said I could. She goes, oh, yeah. Oh, man. And I'm like. I knew I'd regret that. Was I not meant to? She goes, well, I was going to eat it later. I said, you. <laughs> you told me. I went, you told me. Don't even. And so 
even come back to bite me anyway. Wow. <laughs> You've downgraded from seagull to ibis. <laughs> <laughs> Shit Dad Pod is powered by Smashing Fibers Apparel, so check them out online and on Instagram, and don't forget to use Ship Shit Free at the checkout for free shipping. Right, now it's time for our Good Cop, Dad Cop quiz. Are you ready, Nick? Are you excited for this one? I'm always ready for the Good Cop, Dad Cop. All right. Number one, what is your peak Sunday Arvo activity? <laughs> Sunday footy. <laughs> <laughs> correct answer as you can you can tell we've got a new newer <laughs> sound effects love the soundboard number two what's one thing you can't go without daily coffee morning coffee correct one thing you do unintentionally that annoys your partner and can't be snoring because you don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> um oh I'm trying to think it's probably a fair bit one thing I do that annoys her. <laughs> yeah, that's the first part. Probably, oh, I'm too positive. Rose-coloured glasses. No. <laughs> suppose, no. suppose I just go, oh, we'll be right with anything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you'll be right. She'll be she'll, right. She'll be right. She'll, we'll, we'll do this. Oh, and because she, no, it's got to be planned or this and that. Oh, no, we'll be sweet. She goes, you just look through everything, Rose. You too, just stop doing it. Do you drift away from the calendar? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer. Until I get pulled back and get in trouble for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that you can't just. Off. What, I the question. Do you get it? Was it on the calendar? I get that no, all the time, and I fucking hate it because <laughs> I forget when I'll I'll tell her something that's and she's like, but it's not on the calendar, and I'm like, but I told so? you so. <laughs> is it, you're the calendar person? I told you <laughs> yeah. when it's happening. Yeah. Well, the um the good one I've had is um. Did you just write this on now? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. totally done that. <laughs> they you wrote that on they 10 minutes know. ago. They yeah. know. <laughs> uh, do you grunt when you stand up? Definitely. Sadly. And we've spoken about this. Do you admire your lawn after you've mowed it? How can you not? <laughs> I don't even have to ask How that. How can you not? <laughs> With your James Squire. Yeah, you're a weirdo if you don't. <laughs> Do you, do you yeah? Do you bust out a, a zero James Squire when you yeah yeah of course. I, the the best moment I ever had with for my lawn was literally built the house, got the landscaping done, and watered it in for those first few weeks. Let it really grow, really lush green, and that first cut, cut it down, looked smick, sat back, cracked a beer, and then just a light sprinkle of rain came across. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dream. <laughs> All right, what's your go-to daddy dinner? Yeah. Um, I'll have to go with the one that my daughter just absolutely loves, and so things like tacos. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong with tacos. You cannot you ever go wrong. Well, you get two meals. That's right. You eat the taco, then whatever's dropped out on the plate. 100%. And that's intentionally messy. Do you use a fork? A fork? Good answer. Good answer. I'm like, I'm <laughs> it's all a test, mate. Uh, do you prefer beach or bush when camping? Camping, bush. Well, we could have got dirty there. <laughs> uh, do you rinse your favourite coffee mug as opposed to washing it? Keep the flavour in. I wouldn't say I intentionally don't, but I 
do it more so the fact that I can't be bothered fully washing it and it ends up like that anyway. <laughs> Still good. Uh, do you say do for it when it's a nice day out? Definitely. And who is your all-time favourite rugby player? David Campisi. Oh, I know who that is. Yes. <laughs> Cam just loves sports. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Now, we uh, we busted something out just recently on the socials, Cam, didn't we? The uh, the Stardom Young. Yeah. Who was the first person to, to send one in? I think it was um, a guest we actually have coming up. Yes. Sam. So, Sam Taylor, uh, Instagram... Dad source, dad dot source. Yep. Uh, he's got some outstanding content, and we're having a chat to him next week. Really excited about that one as well. Um, but he had a, uh, a stardom young of his young fella raging around in one of those little cars. It's on his reels as well. If you are, you want to go to the socials and check that out. So cheers, Sammy. Um, we also had Tommy from Alpha Blokes podcast, another another one worth a listen. It was a slow start, but they are absolutely thriving at the moment, and they are that's a cracking listen. Um, Tommy sent in his young fella um, whacking a golf ball, and it's got to be seen to be believed because it is. This kid is talented. Connects. Like he's going places. That was like he's using a plastic ball and a plastic club, but it's going like twenty meters. Impressive, and he's only bloody small. So worth a look. Check out the socials, our socials, obviously. Um, I'll put all the videos up of the Stardom Young. So use the hashtag Stardom Young and um, tag us as well and we'll feature you on the next pod. But the one I really wanted to bring up, Cam, is uh, we've got one in from Shalice. So, she sent one in. Yeah. So Shalice sent in a Stardom Young of Cam himself taking young Harper on a wine tour. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. That was our trip to Perth. That was a good one. There you go. Stardom Young. She was crawling along the floor in the uh, the cellar room, which was outstanding. She's just t- checking out uh, all the barrels and, and seeing what, what's what and uh, getting the tour herself. And she was in the little uh, the Ergo, which Cam's the biggest fan of. Yep. And uh, But I really respect the way that you put the cover over her when you were drinking the wine. <laughs> So there is a bit of spillage that happens. Of course, of course, especially after a few tastes, you know, you never know where it goes. But that's it. That's Cam's. Well, sorry, that's Shalice's Stardom Young. Um, so I appreciate that, Shalice. So remember, upload your video, hashtag Stardom Young, and tag Shit Dad Pod as well. Scott, did you send us Stardom Young? You were well, the original you, Stardom you, Young. You asked for it. You took mine. Anyway, no, mine was a bit of fun. Scott was the original Stardom Young. This is where the idea came from with the uh, the Ergo yeah, Young Hugo. Is yep. it Hugo? Hugo, yeah. Hugo's in the Ergo mm-hmm. and he's playing pool and he's, yeah, we, we explained it last uh, last pod, but yeah, the original Stardom Young, so really, really good stuff. Now, I think it's time for Dad Joke of the Day. Let's do it. Right. You, do we get, we got someone in, for, uh, some in from Kimmy? Yes. So one of our shit mums has emailed in from Kim. Uh, what did the green grape say to the purple grape? Here we go. Breathe, damn it, breathe. Oh, <laughs> yikes. I'll take it. And what did the policeman say to his belly button? Oh, here we go. Stop, you're under a vest. Oh, yes. Outstanding. I'm not sure if they made that she made them herself, but if she did, well done. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. All right. I've got a sneaky one as well that I'd like to throw in. I saw it the other day and I've, I've tried to remember it. I'm not really good at memory, but I'll give it a go. So a guy went into a, um, a used car dealership. He's like checking out all these cars and he finds this one he really likes and he goes, he asked the question, cargo space? And the used car salesman goes, car no do that, cargo road. <laughs> you can ding that. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute there, fine. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> right. Uh, why are frogs so happy? Oh, uh, something. I was thinking ribbit. Yeah, or I'm thinking like what's what's happening with ribbit. Uh, no, nah, they eat whatever bugs them. Hey, <laughs> And this one, I think I got I got to say this one. This was one of my favourites. What does a clock do when it's hungry? Mm. Go. It goes back four seconds. Oh, <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> Righto. Well, we're sick of the uh, the. The random dad jokes now, the uh, the questionable dad jokes, we'll call it. Uh, we'll go to dad hacks. What do we got, Cam? Yeah. So this is one I discovered on the weekend and it's, it's linked to my shit dad moment of the week without giving it away. Um, if you ever need to go to the emergency room with your kids, take a phone charger and take headphones and an iPad if you've got it. It's just a bit, Ooh, of, a bit of advice. I like that. Mm. I might take that away. What do you got? Do you have anything, Scotty? Do you have a, a hack? Um, hack that I had that I learned from having kids who needed medicine and eye drops a lot. So it was actually, um, I got shown, the doctor said, lay them down, sit them down, they're laying on their back, arms out, almost like on the cross, so to speak. Yep. You sit down, their head goes between where your knees and thighs are, and your their arms are underneath your legs. That's outstanding. And your legs follow their body. They cannot twist, turn, shake their oh, head wow. away or nothing, and you can administer whatever you need. And they do not move. Hack. And for I've had both our kids need medicine and especially eye drops, and they hate it. Yeah. But get in, get it get, done. Get in, yeah. get it done. They can't. The whole for the fight of trying to get that. It's like freaking feeding a dinosaur. <laughs> the head going. <laughs> no, nah, works a treat, mate. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but my kids love getting medicine. Yeah. This could be like bad for the future, <laughs> but it's great now. <laughs> well, now that they've like started with that, now yeah. they. They willingly, my my, my five year old would now go. Haven't had my medicine yet, Dad. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Go, oh, go, go get it. Yep. And my son tonight, even so, eight months old, he had to have his medicine before going to bed. Yeah. Literally, I walk in with the syringe. He threw ah. his head back, mouth open, and gave me a big smile. And just lays there it? waiting for it. Oh, Love it. That's the dream. As are at the point where you give him medicine, and then the other ones get jealous that they're not getting <laughs> medicine. So you have to like pretend that the water's medicine, and you fill oh. it up with water. And there's, there's a bit of a hack. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you fill it up with water and give them medicine. Yeah. My it's daughter cool. had antibiotics a few times for ear infections, and it got to the point because they come with like an orange flavor. She actually got disappointed when you had to stop the course. Oh, She's no. Like, Where's my antibiotic? You don't get that now. No. <laughs> She's like, can I get it next week? <laughs> Here's some orange juice and a syringe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying shopping going for antibiotics. <laughs> right. We are here for Shit Dad Moment of the Week. It is a great time of week and we love it. So we're going to kick it off with our mate Cam here for Shit Dad Moment of the Week. So last week I spoke about how I had a little bit of an injury with my son 
And this week was an injury for my daughter. Oh, he's on fire. Yeah, real, some real shit dad. <laughs> the shit daddery is just rife in this one. Mate, two weeks in a row. <laughs> so good. Uh, but once again, as I mentioned before, good content for the pod. <laughs> and there's absolutely no judgment here. <laughs> so we had our first ever trip to the emergency room. That was our, um, you know, it's all, it's all learning experience. We've made it three years with, with my daughter, and that was the first time. Um, so she was lying on the ground... Acting, acting a fool as usual. I've, <laughs> I've grabbed her arm by the wrist. I said, "Come on, get up!" And it was pretty harmless, you know. It wasn't a yank or anything. It was just a let's you know, get off the ground. And I felt a little crack. Um, and sometimes kids' arms, you know, crack when you you, know, you hold them. Um, you don't think too much of it. But instantly, she said, "Oh, my elbow, my elbow! It's oh. so sore." Um, and it, this went on for about twenty minutes, and that's when you know. She's uh, she's not putting it on, so I took her to the emergency room. Um, waited waited a good couple of hours as, as they're pretty slow there, but straight away they they said it, this is what it is. It's called pulled elbow, essentially where it comes out of the socket <laughs> kind of thing. Very technical. <laughs> they gave me a pamphlet and everything. Wow, it was for pulled elbow. Pulled elbow. Did you, did you slow cook it for six hours first, or? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So all they had to do was a simple kind of you know hold it in place, move the arm moved the arm back like this and kind of went back into place you know pain's gone instantly and she got a nice block and got to watch bluey so she was happy Happy days did you take um, notes so you could do it next time no (laughs) it did look pretty technical i I would make it worse but but there you go if that happens pulled elbows a thing don't uh yeah be be, you know babies bounce but you know not not too high (laughs) not too high that's it now, um, shit dad moment of the week. I got one approximately an hour and 45 minutes ago submitted <laughs> from um, the big man himself, Big Popper Fit Stoppers, oh. wife. <laughs> so, Jane, thanks very much for the uh, the shout out to Mark. And, Mark, I've, I, I apologise, but we're going to have to air this one. So, uh, Mark, they live at Virginia. Kids go to daycare at on the peninsula. And they dropped them off in the morning, all good. Jane was at home at night time. Mark also came home at night time. <laughs> Jane says, where's the kids? Mark's face where it goes white. Eyes go wide. Oh, no. <laughs> Jane gets her mum voice on, jumps in the car, speeds out to the peninsula, grabs the kids, comes home. Moral of the story, Mark is still in the doghouse. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mark, that's a shit dad story and we love it. No judgment here. Now, I had a shit dad story of my own this week. Um, It actually happened today. Jumping on the trampoline with kids. We'll ignore the fact that the trampoline comes with a maximum 100 kilos uh, weight limit on it and I myself am approximately 99 kilos. So anything above that, including extra kids, is probably above weight limit. So I go very conservative on my jumps. I'm, I'm not usually a half-assed man. I usually go go hard, but they were trying to get me to crack the egg, as it were, where they ball themselves up in the yep. fetal position and you try and crack them open by jumping around them. Anyway, cracked the eggs. The two little ones decided to jump off. The big one stayed on, and I just was a little bit less conservative with this one and I sent him to the moon (laughs) (laughs) he was not happy (laughs) Scott what do you got Um, I got one that uh, so I don't usually do the whole 
ballet and stuff with my daughter because I'm at work. And your dresses don't fit anymore? Well, the tutus are a bit tight, but we try. We tried. Um, but, yeah, so being home with holidays and other things, so I was there, so she came to me and the wife was doing stuff too and we got her ready, got her out the door. I took her to ballet, dropped her off, swayed around, did the whole thing, parent thing, so my wife didn't have to for one week, took her home. She walks in home, hasn't said a word to me at all this whole time. What have I done? <laughs> yeah, she walks in. My daughter goes straight up to my wife and goes, Mum, you got to buy me a new leotard. She goes, why? She goes, this one doesn't fit. She goes, really? She goes, why? Yeah, she goes, oh, I've had a massive wedgie this whole time. My wife just looks at her and goes, turn around. Show me. She shows her. Wife looks straight at me and she oh. goes, you put it on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> and I turn, oh, there's no tag. <laughs> It's a mistake all of us would probably make, to be fair. I actually put my girl, little girl's dress on backwards the other day. I had, had no idea. <laughs> Mel got home at the end of the day and she's like, you know that's on backwards, right? And I'm like... Eh, the amount of girl stuff now, is, the, the zip or the buttons has got the front or the back. Yeah. yeah I know. No, I, I just go, just do one. Yeah. <laughs> my new answer to everything is I'm just a stupid dad. <laughs> it works. It, yeah, it works. works for me. It gets out of everything. So, yeah. So, yeah. Shit dad moment of the week. All right, so we've got a couple of listener mails and messages. So obviously these are, these two are competing for our for our prize. So we'll name a prize winner at the end, thanks to Smashing Fibers. But um, firstly, we'll get on to Scott. So Scott's been listening and he's been giving us some great feedback. So thanks, mate. Um, this is obviously a different Scott. Um, <laughs> Not the one. <laughs> so this is one who works with Hamish, who was on uh, a couple of weeks ago. Radio Dada. Radio Dada. So Scotty says his personal shit dad moment has been ongoing over the last few days. They're in the early stages of toilet training um, for his son and trying an hour in the morning before daycare um, with the son not wearing a nappy, testing it out. And he's wet himself in almost every room of the house five days in a row now. What's the record? (laughs) He's not sure, but they're going for it. That's brutal, mate. Market territory? <laughs> Man, we need to bring that into some bad dad advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I've heard boys are tougher than girls to toilet train. I have that heard true? that too, yeah. yeah. You get it on everything though. The problem with boys is they they don't really aim. Girls, it just goes straight down. Boys, it goes on the walls if they get it wrong, you know? <laughs> then it becomes a bit Then, a bit it's, a, then it's a game. Yeah. Then it's a game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so. something for you to watch. Something <laughs> dribbling down the wall. <laughs> what about the, the ping pong ball? No. Wait. Put it in the toilet. That's oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, are we going to Thailand or Santa Australia? That's a good one. No, put I have heard, heard that one. When they're old enough, when they can aim, put Great it in the toilet, idea. and that's what they're aiming for. So no they way. actually focus on it. Yeah, right. That's a keeper. Another dad hack. Mm. All right, this next one's once again from our shit mum, Kim. So her partner took their daughter for a drive in the work Triton, which is a very high car. Uh, he got home and unbuckled her and asked her to walk across the seat to the other door and he'd let her out on the footpath side. So he got round to the other door and wasn't looking and just opened it. And it turns out that she was leaning on the door and <coughs> fell out of that from a good height, landed forehead first on cement. Oh, I do like how she said a good height and not the exact <laughs> height, but we all know how high Tri- Tritons are. Tritons are <laughs> They've got the extra step just to get you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, two ambulances and several hour hospital stay later. She's cleared of a head injury, but had a massive shit dad reminder scab on her forehead for weeks. So uh, thanks for sending that through. And yeah, uh, you know, stay strong, Jackson. It can happen. Happens to the best of us, friend. <laughs> happens to the best of us. So that's all the uh, the listener prize mail. But um, as we said before, shitdadpod at gmail.com is where to send your shit dad stories or any sort of stories or jokes. Uh, also DM us, slide into our little DMs at shitdadpod on Instagram. Now, Scott, I think... Um, I can speak for both me and Cam. I won't speak for Cam because he can have a chat to you in a minute. But um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. I think um, there's a lot of guys who would take – or a lot of parents in general who could take a lot away from what you said, especially the stories about your journey through um, the latter stages of pregnancy and onwards. Um, But, yeah, we've really enjoyed the chat. It's been a cracker. Lost track of time, which is always a good thing. So um, (laughs) – But yeah, if uh, do you have anything else you'd you'd like to to say about your journey? Um, any advice, dad advice? Oh, probably the biggest thing that I've took it out all of it was, um, I had a mate who, when I he heard about everything that was going on at the time with my wife and cancer, um, and his wife had already been um, going through breast cancer, and um, I kind of felt bad for saying anything because I kind of like, well, shit, and that's why I was like, like you know, there's always going to be someone worse off than you. Mm. And I said, nah, well, like, it, it, it'll be okay. We'll be right. Look, like, look look what you're dealing with. There's no reason for me to vent to you or talk about, like, it. And he just turned straight at me. He looked, looked me in the eye and said, fuck off, mate. Um, for you, your reality right now is fucked. Mm. And what your reality is is shit what you're going through. So don't downplay it. Yeah. And it just made me always look and think about, like, that whole run your own race. Mm-hmm. Look after yourself. Think Because whatever you're going through or what someone's dealing with, it's obviously shit for them. They could have the best life in the world, but whatever, if it's bad for them at that time, it's bad, even though it could be still 10 times better than what someone else is going through. Because mm-hmm. if you look hard enough, you'll always find someone who's worse off. Yeah. And it's always also hard, easy to find ways to be worse off yourself. But so that whole just run your own race, your reality is your reality, and you look after that because that's what matters to you. Mm. Definitely. Great advice. Yeah. No, thanks for coming on, mate. And um, yeah, sharing such a personal um, story. Uh, I think, yeah, everyone would have got a lot out of it. So yeah, appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Awesome. Uh, so now just uh, letting all the parents know that you, like Scotty said, you run your own race. You're doing a cracking job. So on the uh, the subject of cracking, go crack a beer and send your kid to the moon with a double bounce on the trampoline. See you later. Have a good week. Bye. See ya.